The greatest threat to our planet right now is the belief that someone else will save it. So it's up to all of us to do the best we can to improve the situation at a planet level. Welcome to Clean Tech Forward, a foresight podcast where we explore clean tech customers, capital, and Canada's path to net zero. Tune in to learn more about Canada's most exciting clean tech startups, industry success stories, investor insights, and academic initiatives as we accelerate the growth and impact of clean tech together. Welcome to Clean Tech Forward. I'm Jeanette Jackson, CEO of Foresight Canada. Today on the podcast, I'm talking with Tatiana Estevez Carlucci, CEO and founder of Permolution. Tatiana and I are discussing her unique fog harvesting technology, drawing inspiration from nature, and how her experience in Foresight and Climate Ventures Accelerate From Anywhere program has helped her in her entrepreneurial journey. This Clean Tech Forward podcast is supported by Gowling WLG. A global leader in intellectual property law, Gowling WLG works alongside Canadian clean tech companies to develop IP strategies that maximize business opportunities, and increase market share while protecting valuable innovation. From idea to investment to international expansion, Gowling WLG understands the potential of your intellectual property at every stage of growth. Visit gowlingwlg.com backslash cleantech to learn how they can support your business today. Tatiana, welcome to Cleantech Forward. Thank you very much, Annette. I'm very happy to be here. Before we dig into everything Permolution is up to, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into this space? So actually, I would say that my earliest inspiration would have been my parents. They are both entrepreneurs, engineers, so I grew up with that. Um, And on the other end, I have always been very drawn to tech or uh, climate-related solutions. So I would say that nature and technology are two passions of mine, and I have combined both of them. And that's a little bit where Permolution was born. Now at Foresight, you know, we support over 300 Canadian clean tech companies a year. Uh, I used to, a few years ago, know every company, uh, almost be able to pitch for them, sort of understanding the space and the problems that they're trying to solve. So when I was digging in in preparation for our conversation today, it actually is something that I hadn't really thought of before. I mean, literally harvesting precipitation from fog. Where did that concept come from? Is it something that's already happening? It's so fascinating to me. Uh, Actually, it is very fascinating. It is a not so well-known fact about fog that it's as ancient as rainwater harvesting, but it's way less known because we need to know a few meteorological factors uh, to have a successful project. Fog water harvesting goes back into the Andes region. That's where uh, my mother is from. So there there were the cloud people. I knew there were some uh, native communities that back in the days in history have used uh, fog and clouds as a main water source. And also in some regions where I, I knew before, for example, Colombia, they have less than 2% of the area that it's covered by fog, but that fog comprises almost 80% of the water source that they use in some countries. If clouds and fog, it's tons of water that pass above our heads, why don't we use it as well as a water source? 
That is incredible. And when, you know, you start to dig into sort of water security and, you know, the gravity of some of these challenges and the regions that these technologies can support, is it a result of deforestation or, you know, are there other environmental factors where the regions that could really use this technology or already do are well suited? So yes, at the moment, we are serving regions that are exposed to fog, either through elevation fog, which technically are clouds or coastal fog. So those are the most frequent and most uh, dense types of fog in the world. However, before the pandemic, uh, we were working on cloud seed technology research. So that will allow us to build clouds almost anywhere in the world and just harvest them strategically. So we're retaking uh, that research and development uh, very soon, but that will allow us to reach other regions as well that are not currently in our radar. Did I hear that right? You are going to create micro ecosystems where you're generating the clouds and then pulling the water from the air? Correct. That is the formula. We're, we're bringing fog and clouds uh, almost anywhere in the world and strategically harvest them. Uh, yes. That's so awesome. Permolution's technology is a form of biomimicry. What is biomimicry? So it is, let's say, the technical parts uh, of our technology that have been inspired by nature. So we see nature as the best engineer that have tested and evolved its products uh, over millions of years. So fog water uh, harvesting research was born through ecosystems that are the driest in the world, where not even a drop of rain falls during the year, and still this ecosystem thrive because they are exposed to fog. Uh, so that's a little bit how we, uh, how we started also realizing these regions that we, are, that we are serving. In terms of biomimicry, uh, conifers and redwoods, they are so tall because they irrigate on fog. So right now we're doing a little bit the work that trees would do to re-establish this water source back into the local atmosphere that otherwise, uh, different than rain, if we don't collect the fog, it goes back into the atmosphere through temperature change and loss from the local hydric cycle. Nowadays, there's less than 3% of the tree masses that initially do that job of reintroducing the fog back into the local hydric cycle. So that's a little bit what we're doing as well. It's just incredible to me. I'm just imagining these micro ecosystems in, again, water deprived regions where you're setting up and creating these clouds. And uh, it just sounds like a real experience. When you think back on your entrepreneurial journey and, you know, a little bit about me, I know we haven't connected as much as uh, we could have before, but I'm a serial entrepreneur and I'm always fascinated in terms of looking at problems, finding solutions and spearheading you know, how do you get all of these stakeholders and whether it's consumers or customers, investors and industry to, to think about, uh, you know, what these problems are and how we can work together to solve it. Was there a moment in your journey where you, you know, realized that permolution was an opportunity? Was there a defining moment where you were, you know, out in a community on a hike or traveling or at school working with other folks or part of the work that you've done at uh, Takiero, um, building that community? Like, was there a defining moment where you were defining what uh, Permolution was going to become? Yes, definitely. There was a moment, uh, even though I knew about this practice in the past, it was... Um, 
right after I graduated from university, it was always my dream to go backpacking to California. So that's what I did. I landed in San Francisco for what was going to be a full month of traveling. Um, and in the first week that I arrived, I got to live for the first time a drought situation. It was one of the worst summers at the time, uh, most drought impacted seasons. Um, and I got, it was shocking for me to learn all the impacts the drought was having. It was shocking for me to learn that the drought had cost the US over $250 billion. So I was uh, at the time where I was staying in San Francisco, looking outside the window with these heavy thoughts and I couldn't see anything because of the fog. And that's where the idea hit me. It's like, technically, again, why are we not using this source of water? It's tons of liters of water that pass above our heads. Uh, and that's where we got into the Clean Tech Open and then Singularity University. And I finally spent almost a full year in San Francisco developing uh, this technology with the help of amazing partners. Uh, and here we are right now. But I would say that was definitely the decisive point where I saw the opportunity for Permolution. I mean, that's going to be a memory and a defining moment, I'm for sure, for Permolution's story and the team story, you know, moving forward. Where are you guys today in terms of technology deployment and readiness? And, and are you looking for more investors? What stage are you at? So at the moment, uh, yes, we are commercializing our technology. We have sold our three largest projects this year. Um, and now we are looking to produce from 15 to 30 units per month. Uh, right now, it's me and my colleagues in our garage building these modules that we're selling for different projects and applications. So we're positioning ourselves for large-scale production and for full commercialization. Uh, we're leaving the R&D stage behind uh, at the moment. So uh, that's a little bit where we are. Yes, we are looking uh, for investors, uh, for funding. Uh, I don't know if, if it's the right place for call to action, but yes, definitely reach out to us if you're an investor in the climate adaptation, uh, clean tech, water tech industry. And yes, th that is where we're going. We want to position ourselves as a main point of reference for fog and cloud water uh, collection technology around the world. There are a lot of conversations right now about, you know, women leaders and, and being a, a female CEO. Are there specific challenges or obstacles that you faced on your journey so far that you would uh, allocate to gender as opposed to just being a strong businesswoman ready to take the world over? Yes, I would say I do have um, a few experiences that have happened, I would say, in terms of being a woman founder in a clean tech startup, sometimes people assume it's a student project or they ask where is the boss, so they might not be um, used to seeing uh, this image of a CEO, but it's changing a lot. And whatever they think, sometimes that we are uh, a student project, we try to get student discounts, so we make the best out of the situation. Uh, but besides that, I would say, yes, there have been some challenges in terms of uh, the credibility. We have to work harder to prove that we have the technical uh, level and uh, the professionalism that they would expect from other types of CEO that perhaps don't look like us. But uh, still, we, we manage and and we make the best out of these challenges to capitalize them for our growth. When you think about the organization that you're building, you know, three, five, ten years out from today, what does it look like? Do you have a vision in mind? And can you share that with the audience today? Yes, I would say that uh, here five years from now, we definitely see ourselves 
yes, achieving our large-scale productions and our sales projections. Uh, we also see ourselves positioning uh, fog and cloud water harvesting technology around the world, uh, democratizing a new water source and putting Canada and Quebec as a main point of reference uh, for this type of technology and innovation. So I would say uh, those are the main goals. And I would say also in the next five years, we're looking to transition into a water service utility provider. Uh, so that will uh, transition our business model a little bit as well. But it's something that we're looking to achieve also. Business models are such a critical decision when it comes to, you know, the pace of adoption and uh, how you can get more customers to buy more quickly. So I, I always love a good business model discussion. If you were to give advice to uh, new entrepreneurs following in your footsteps, what advice would you give them? Um, so the advice that I would give uh, to other entrepreneurs is um, embrace change and uncertainty because it's going to be part of the day-to-day. -day. Uh, face your fears. We need to keep improving ourselves and um, becoming better. And sometimes it uh, involves also looking at things we don't want to look at at a, prof a professional and personal level. Uh, always keep learning, keep improving. I love uh, also the phrase, what got you here will not get you there. So that's another uh, another tip I would give to, to entrepreneurs. And of course, do not be afraid of failure. Like they say, failing is the new winning. So uh, embrace that as well. I think that's going to be a tagline. Failing is the new winning. You have to fail to learn from your mistakes and help you to be stronger, more resilient, uh, and of course, better moving forward. Correct. Yes. So thinking back, you know, over the last year, you've worked with a few different accelerators. You were part of EarthTech and uh, you mentioned a few other things. How has the accelerator community helped you get to where you are today? The accelerator community has been, uh, has provided uh, a measurable value to us through uh, accompanying us in our full process of R&D pre-commercialization, positioning ourselves, discovering new markets and new segments that we were not looking into, our pivots, and having this opportunity, as they say, to stand in the shoulders of giants and have their experience and their feedback uh, has been very great uh, and very much appreciated. Uh, the exposure we have been getting also from, from these programs has been super helpful as well. We connected with main actors uh, in the clean tech, in the investment uh, scenario as well. We have been learning a lot. So I would say they have been key for us to be where we are right now. A lot of these programs are all about the network and executive and resident supports. Are there specific EIRs and mentors who have helped get you where you are today? Yes, I would say Claire Dixon. I would say Elizabeth uh, from Foresight as well. Melanie from uh, Swirl Tech and some other mentors that perhaps I'm forgetting their last name, but uh, I will never forget everything they have done for us. Thank you to all the EIRs, experts in residence from Foresight and Cleantech that have worked with us. Ted Mao as well, he has been a great support. Uh, so thank you to all of you. Tatiana, thank you so much for joining us today. Is there anything else that you want to share with listeners before we leave? Um, I just have one uh, quick phrase that I like to keep with me. Uh, also a bit of as a mantra, uh, the greatest threat to our planet right now is the belief that someone else will save it. So it's up to all of us to do the best we can to improve the situation we are uh, at a planet level. That's the episode. Thanks for listening. 
Tatiana and her team have developed a truly unique innovation, and we're so excited to see what they can accomplish. Join us next time when we're back with Sean Hazare, the founder and CEO of Hayes Automotive. As always, don't forget to share this episode and subscribe to the Clean Tech Forward podcast anywhere you listen and to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. See you next time. To learn more about Foresight's programs, events, and more, visit us at foresightcac.com or follow us on social at foresightcac.com.